You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hogger Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I'm your host, Jeremiah Morrill. As always, we're joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis on my left, and our other co-host, Clay Morgan on our right. Our show is about our lives in rural Indiana. It's a show about folks who are involved in politics. We promise that our episodes are going to be fun and an easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, political experts, and folks who we just find interesting. Today, we found somebody that's all of those things. We Our featured guest today is... Mr. Aaron Dickin, uh, friend of the show, I guess. Uh, we yeah. had another person that we adopted against his will and brought him in. <laughs> uh, Aaron is a uh, sitting uh, city council member in uh, in uh, Newcastle, Indiana, right? Yep, Ward 4. Well, Ward 4, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's oh. good to be here. You're really close to being my ward, but not well, close thank enough. thank goodness. It's, <laughs> it's no. Mark Coger that yeah. he's, he's Well, and I heard you comment on that. Yeah, I like Mark. He's a he's a good dude. I really all the people in the council mm-hmm. are are good people. I've not been to a county council meeting. Uh I was going to go Wednesday. Sorry, Clay. Changed your mind, huh? I I, I couldn't make it. But you know, it is what it is. I was I I was very impressed with the with the city council. Yep. Well, Mark's been really good being my seat neighbor. <laughs> lean over and say, "Hey, what do we do here? What's going on?" There you go. So so uh, what we usually do on the show is we catch up for the first 15, 20 minutes or so and have uh, have a little bit of fun uh, talking about what's happened in the last week, uh, trouble we've gotten ourselves into, scandals we've caused or anything along the way. Uh, and then uh, we'll spend some time spotlighting Aaron. And, uh, and then we've got some uh, some other local issues to talk about and uh, a national issue or two to chat about. So uh, with that, uh, Dakota, you had your uh, your very first meeting as the Henry County Libertarian Party chairman. That's uh, right. Back yeah. on Saturday night, right? Yep. Massive success. It was a huge success. I was, it was, it was very encouraging for me, uh, as as the chairperson, and it was to see all the people that came out and to compare that to the people that come out for the uh, Democrat meetings and the Republican meetings here in town. Um, I mean, we were right there with him, if not more, yep. and it was it was awesome. Where'd you, where'd you guys have it at? At Montgomery's. We, uh, okay. we reserved the little upstairs space. Yeah. Yeah. It, awesome. it was a good time. Cool. Uh, well, it worked just, out nicely. It's it, a lot of people get intimidated by local politics and what you'll see in, uh, sorry, we've got, we've got poor Aaron on a cord. So he's got, he, he's got about a quarter of an inch to move in any direction. <laughs> um, 
as you get into local politics, you realize that – and it's the same in everything you do, every board you're on, anything you're involved in. It's the people that show up and the – it takes a small group of people that are very dedicated to make it all work. And I'm sure inside of each of your parties as well, you guys yeah. see the same thing. Very it's all much about so. involvement. Yep. Very much so. And recruiting. <laughs> That's what we're in now is recruiting season. So if you're uh, yeah. if you're getting if you're riding around in your tractor and you're ticked off at the world and wanna wanna make a change on the county council or talking you know, to you, Cade Coger. Yeah, yeah, Cade. <laughs> Although we saw he's probably I cut his boy's hair today. Did you? Oh man, he is all about farming, dude. The, the, his son is. Oh yeah. Uh, Does he have? I'm, the... I'm sitting here cutting his hair, and a combine drives by, and he's like, "It's a combine! It's a combine!" <laughs> we remember. We remember about a year ago, Cade sacrificed some corn and, and uh, polluted the polluted the field. It said "trump" out there, and it made the news. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. That was that, early yeah. in the season too. Nice. Yeah, it was. Nice. Uh, that was during the Republican primary. We we pay attention, Cade, when you get the uh, when you make the national news for. I like I, I follow I follow him on Facebook and his posts are so good. Like I don't I don't know where he finds half the stuff that he does, but it's just like this it's the perfect mixture of funny, entertaining and like actual serious issues. Like it's it's perfect. He's 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 a smart guy. I was cutting his hair the other day and he started talking about he's real big on gun issues. Yeah, he knows him. He knows him in and out. I mean, yep. he's, I mean, of, I've never met him in person. Kind of his expertise. I know him through the internet. Uh, yeah, I thought well, maybe you weren't with me at Beat Ups a couple weeks ago. I was at Beat Ups and I was walking out, and Cade was there, and I thought you were there, but maybe, maybe uh, somebody else. I don't think so. I lose track of who I'm with. It's a <laughs> complicated life. When you're with so many people, oh, it's ridiculous, man. You know. Oh it's, my gosh. This is, this is the one night, or the, well, not this Monday night was my one night. I didn't have something planned. I think last night I had three. Three meetings before uh, I know, and, and I Jeremiah is the is the host server for <laughs> for our Minecraft game. Oh yeah, and it, so it's awesome. horrible. It's like I'm sitting here and it's seven thirty at night. I'm ready to play some Minecraft until you know the wee hours until of the quitting morning. time. And Jeremiah's like, oh, "I'll be home at I'll be home at eight. And like nine thirty rolls around. I said eight thirty nine o'clock at the earliest. That's why you're so upset with him today. He was very brutal. Yeah, I, he was I very was just grumpy. sitting there twiddling. Man. I was had to work on my own little you know. seed world. And <laughs> Man, must be rough. <laughs> it is. So I did finally uh, pin Dakota down, and we played uh, we played some Secret Hitler. Have you ever have you seen this game? Are you familiar with it? Well, I saw you guys posting about all the yeah. games you were playing, and also followed some of the controversy there. Oh, with, uh, oh well, so yeah, big, we played uh, we played Agenda, <laughs> which which you know we can't do anything without creating a stir. <laughs> big the way it's the big way Facebook time is right. Um, yeah, we apologize for the scorched earth that that led to for and number, I also brought that up to mention Darren Jacobs. Yes, thank you. We got that out of the way very early. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, Darren, you made it within the first six minutes. You get the uh, you get a gold star. Congratulations! Yeah, up. Uh, still, yeah. still behind Cade Coger, though. That's I guess. true. That's so true. Secret Hitler. Yeah, so we played Secret Hitler. It's made by the people that uh, that did uh, Cards Against Humanity, okay. uh, which is a not not safe for work game. Uh, <laughs> so, and for I we, we played this game uh, myself and Lisa Crosby and and some others in the Hope Building. And there are very important people walking through the Hope Building all the time, you know. And they're having important meetings next door, and we're at saved games and and saying some of these things that you that you lead yourself to say in the game. And you're like, man, 
I really am glad nobody's recording this at this this particular yeah. moment. Um, but Dakota, where are they? Fascist, aren't you? Yeah, you're just trying to uh, you're trying to do the Aaron Dick in it and enact your fascist policies along the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I was going to say that we were memes. trying to enact the modern leftists yes. and and accuse everyone of being a, a Hitler and a Nazi type. Man, so yeah, check the game out. It's actually a lot of fun. Um, Dakota finally got to play it. I I got him and Audrey and uh, the, the lovely Sarah Potter and uh, Rachel Valor came by and we played on. Uh, we we it, it's a much better game, a big party game. If you have eight or ten people, you can do it with five, but it's a lot more fun if you have more. Yeah, the funniest thing of that night, and if it if for the people that have played the game, it's going to make a lot more sense. But for those of you that don't, um, basically there's two fascists and three liberals, and um, you. No one knows who Hitler is except for the fascist, and the liberals have no idea who the fascists are, and they don't even know if, who the other liberals are. So you're just blind if you're yeah. a liberal. Huh. And <clears throat> so at the beginning of the game, Jeremiah says, you know, everybody close your eyes. Fascists, you can open your eyes and look at each other. So the two fascists know, and if you're not Hitler, obviously the other person is. Rachel Valor was a fascist, and Sarah Potter was... Uh, Hitler, and wow. what ends up coming down to is Rachel Valor has got <laughs> the power in her hands. She is the president. She has to pick one person to shoot. That is Hitler. And she can shoot anybody in the yeah, game. She can shoot anybody and she, in the game. She's she's Hitler's teammate at this yeah, point. She's, she's the on fascist. the same side, and she still shoots Sarah, <laughs> who is actually Hitler and her teammate. And we we're like. We were like, what did, why would you do that? And she's like, I just couldn't bring myself to not kill Hitler. <laughs> she had a Valkyrie moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's a fun game. Um, I went out and actually bought like two or three more on Amazon. Uh, similar type games. There's like uh, Mafia and Wolf uh, Wolverine and there was a third, Resistance yeah, or something. I'm interested to play the Mafia game because um, – I I know that I've played Mafia before, like with with regular playing cards and right. a big group of people, and I would I'm really interested to see how that correlates uh, with an actual like regular game. I, I'll feel more comfortable playing this game with with people like Aaron, who have a reputation to defend, instead of making him play <laughs> play something like this, <laughs> like Secret right. Hitler. Yeah, Aaron's Hitler. <laughs> I would probably say I am Hitler. <laughs> well, that's a lot <laughs> of times you, you're just doing it the entire time. So yeah, that was the uh, that was that portion of the uh, of the weekend. Yeah, and Sarah Potter was wildly intoxicated by the end of the night. I don't have any. She I, I don't she know. She drank that entire pitcher of sangria that she made. Well, I wasn't. I'm on the. I'm on this diet where I can't have juice or not drinking juice, so I couldn't help her. There's uh. nothing I could do. <laughs> Yeah, I, so I guess it's your fault. Was this activity but at it, Saved Games? Or uh, no, no, this is all. This is at my. This is actually took is place at my place after, gotcha, the, gotcha. Uh, after okay. the event. So after the game. The yes. reason I brought that up, the reason it's in the show notes, is because at all the parties that we have, Sarah is like Jeremiah's mother. <laughs> oh and, no, that I. That's a very dangerous comment. I, I, <laughs> this is no. It, it is a metaphor. It, not talking about your actual mother. And oh, I thought. This oh, is a bad road. I'm glad you cleared that out. Yeah. I was confused. And it's it's basically like Jeremiah will get to party mode, right? Party and Jer exists. Party Jer. Content, Even a 34. Content Jer is what I like to call him because he makes for great stories on the podcast. <laughs> and Sarah's like, all right, Jer, it's time to go to bed. You need to get upstairs. You've had enough. And he's like, 
No, the party's not over yet. <laughs> There's still people here. <laughs> uh, it, and then I've never seen Sarah drink more than like two two drinks, probably. Yeah, two, two or three. three. Yeah. So it, it was like, it was very surprising to me. And she was fun. I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no good answer, Aaron. I, you can't. There's there's like three or four different paths, and I've I already gamed it out. I just we just have to move on at this point because I'm already in trouble. I mean, Sarah should feel honored that she made it into the Boss Hog Liberty show notes. She's but she's like, been but like the Darren comment, I feel like I've heard that Sarah Potter's wildly intoxicated on a couple of the other episodes. Really? So now I'm starting to wonder. Huh. Yeah, I. It I might be a thing. We need to go research. You're going to get sued for libel. <laughs> you should probably talk to an, uh, a uh, somebody for a big umbrella policy. Hey, Maybe. Yeah. That could be your guy. There could be there some opportunities. Sure. So then uh, at Saturday night, I uh, I convinced Dakota that Sunday was going to be a fun day and we should go to the lake since I had my boat and I hadn't had it out in ages. So uh, we went down to Brookville and uh, got to run around on the uh, the bass tracker for a couple hours and Went to Ainsley's Cafe over there in uh, in Liberty. The yep. Boss Hog of Liberty visited Liberty, Indiana. Yeah, yes. yeah, it was a good time. We had we had quite a bit of fun out on the out on the tracker. We got to put your uh, sunshade on the boat for the first time. We ever. did. I, yeah, I've got the the bass boat, but my uncle that I bought it from had purchased this. I'd literally never even opened it up before, but it's this little top that goes on, and it was actually great for what we did. Wasn't yeah, was wasn't really nearly nice. as fast as I expected it to be with the with a oh. big parachute up on yeah. top. But yeah, it was a good time exactly. and four <laughs> people in the boat. Did you fish or you just we just rode around? Nah, just we just rode around. And yeah, yep. Just time on the water. A lot of boats out there. Hang it's, out. It was the, the weekend is a bad time to fish at Brookville, especially down that, by the dam. That really yeah. wasn't crowded for Brookville. Well, no, the but there's for fishing. It would just oh, be yeah, impossible. Fishing. Well, there's some channels we could win in, but yeah, I didn't feel like fishing. Uh, no, you. uh the, you, I've taken the only time you've been fishing. I think I took you, and it was that was also a bad day for fishing. That wasn't the only time I've ever been fishing. Clay, he couldn't, he didn't know how to work a reel, so I don't know how many times he's been. <laughs> okay, but he was holding he's it upside got, down. Like, he's got those fancy reels. No, oh, yeah. it was not even a bait caster. It was just an open, I'm open face you. reel. I'm with you. Not the button. Yeah, he was well, looking for the bait cast, and the you have to yeah. reel it. Yeah, it was just a spinner reel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was looking for the Mickey Mouse with the button that you flip. Exactly, and uh, I didn't bring one of those for him. I don't so think he was it's lost. Mickey Mouse. I think it's uh, the movie Cars. Oh, he got it's got Lightning so McQueen's young. face on it. I have seen those. He's so very young. <laughs> yes. I have seen those. Yeah, so uh, I got to meet Dakota's dad for the first time. Yeah, you did. You did for the yep. first time, really. Very first time. Yeah. yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, they were uh, down at uh, they summer down there. I guess I miss him. <laughs> his hair looked good though did it yeah <laughs> yeah he, like he was well taken care of yeah it's hard to tell with him because sometimes he cuts it himself and other times yeah. he other times he goes to b52s sometimes yeah. he goes to a professional yeah <laughs> wow all right i well, mean he's uh, he's bald he, he tried he tried shaving his head like aaron did yeah. and it looked horrible <laughs> You know, I've I've almost like considered offering him free haircuts just to have him come in because I always enjoy his conversation. Yeah, uh, maybe so, you should do that. Reach out to him. This he is the have uh, Facebook. So the mm. Boss Hog Liberty Podcast with uh, Dakota Davis, Clay Morgan, and Newcastle City Councilman Aaron Dickin, Democrat. You know, we're heard by the way on the uh, Indiana Talks Network, the number one progressive talk network in the state of Indiana. So That's, these are I your heard, people. Yeah, I mean, this is this we, is for your crowd. We time to shine. We basically had to bring you on. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Bernie Bros demanded it. I think Clay's touched on this, and I feel like I've talked about it all week. But when you're talking city and county politics, 
I mean, what party politics doesn't really matter, I don't feel like. Yeah, no. Because if it does start mattering, then you're in trouble. <laughs> we got some issues. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> So uh, Clay, you speak. You did do some party politics stuff this week, though. I did. I sure you did. Uh, you went and visited with the vice president last Friday. Yeah, as I understand time. it, you didn't did he get... say. I want to thank my good personal friend Clay Morgan. Well, he had it in his notes, but I was like, Mike, listen, you don't have to. <laughs> he didn't like call you Clint That's... Morgan, did he? Because <laughs> <laughs> or Mike Mike Morgan, like Mike, yes, yeah. Mike Morgan. Oh did did you get a Trump invitation? Uh, did you have to pass on that one, or did you? What well, what level does a well, does an incumbent Republican to, councilman make be, in, in Indiana politics? To be honest, um, I didn't even try for the Trump. I mean, I'm sure that I could have, but I didn't even try uh, because I had other things going on. I had more important matters to take care of. You had show prep. Well, uh, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I, I was taking care of the constituents of Henry County. It's true. Wednesday, yeah. th- yes. that was the same day. Yes, the president did not consider the previously scheduled he did county not. council meeting. He did not. So, so I mean, he could have had it at like five. He, he I'm telling you, right? I'm well, telling you right now. I would have had to have driving time. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Clay, if if his uh, if President Trump not taking that into consideration doesn't make you say hashtag dump Trump. Well, well, <laughs> not not quite yet. I don't know not what quite will yet, but it's uh, you know. I, Show him a little grace, kind of like Mike Messer did. <laughs> so, Mike, Mike Messer, Luke, showed him some grace, so I think I'll show him some grace. My goodness. Yeah, we had job classification, public budget hearing, and regular county council meetings. So Pretty full goodness. day. Yeah, so I did that instead. Are you going to have any county employees left when the budget's over? Are we gonna well, <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss that later, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> we could get into a whole meat of topics there, but... We don't want to interfere with Mr. Dickens. Yeah, uh, we right. understand. <laughs> it's so important. We understand. But, but, but you, I, we, we did, uh, what was t- t- Tuesday? Tuesday was a fun time for me because we, we had our annual um, GOP club dinner. It's, you guys all feast on one big elephant, right? We do, exactly. <laughs> one bite at a time. Yes. Out at Mike and Melinda Garrish's. What out. is the most tender Shortly. part of the elephant? Is it shoulder or well, tail? What do y'all eat? It's, it's not the it's, heart. It, it's the stomach. It's very cold, isn't it? <laughs> it's the stomach. Oh, it's like a just giant strips of bacon. Yes, is that what it's like? It, it is. It is. Yeah. It's nice. And What's juicy. A, you ever tried a trunk? I, n- I never have. I hmm. never have. I would yeah. imagine that'd be pretty gristly. I wouldn't. I, would I wouldn't so. want it. I would think so. Maybe we should ask Donald Trump Jr. Trump, and see what he thought. Trump. Trunk. Trump. Huh. All right. Yeah. yeah there we go. <laughs> now yeah. we know. I did get to speak to uh, Farm Bureau. Also I saw night. that, yes. Yeah, so did, I rushed now, from now, the dinner. When Liz McDonald introduced you, I assume Liz did, the new yeah, president of the uh-huh, Farm Bureau. Yes. Did she happen to mention that you are the co host of the Boss Hog Liberty podcast, no. or do I need to talk to Liz? You should probably say something. Yeah. <laughs> do you submit an official bio for these sorts of things? Uh, well, no, I did not. See, we need, to, we need to present. Pre- we do. We, I need, yeah. as, a, as a co host here, I think I need final. Um, just final cut in your bio. Yeah, there you the go. The introduction. Because you, you never know the next time you're going to have a big one of these. Well, and I was going to say, true. is this on your guys' Facebook profiles and, like, LinkedIn profiles? And now, When on, you look at his Facebook profile, his employer is the Boss Hogger Liberty Podcast. Nice. There you go. It's on that mine isn't even sent that way. Clay did it, and I thought bad, I felt bad, and I was like, i got to go look like I work there, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I updated mine. Exactly. Get the uh, word out because we want to hit a thousand. That's right. Speaking that's of being right. a co-host of the Boss Hog Liberty podcast, we have a couple of promotions going on. We have 
pretty soon, coming in October, the Boss Hog of Liberty will be running a promotion to five super fans. We need five super fans, and we have the Boss Hog of Liberty now has bumper stickers. We have we have five bumper stickers to give away. Nice. Yes. You uh you text you either send a message to Jeremiah or myself or Clay, and uh, make a donation of five dollars or more, and you will be getting a bumper sticker. But you need to act fast because there's only five. Like I said, <laughs> like that's more expensive than ordering a hundred. I get. They get pretty pricey whenever you start putting your own pictures and stuff yeah. on there and getting collar and everything. Uh, this was an unauthorized purchase. I he he told me one day, hey, we have bumper stickers. Really? He said yeah. I used our logo. I said what logo? Oh, the cover art. Oh, okay. Yep. That's got like forty two colors in it. Yeah, it's really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but they Thank look you. they do look really good. So they say uh, they have mine and Jeremiah's picture in front of the Indiana State flag. It's that picture. Oh, that picture. Yeah, oh. And not the other the, one. The terrible clip art. Yeah. With the funny, it's just so funny I couldn't resist. And Nice. It is our pictures. It says Boss Hog of Liberty, really big. And then it says Central Indiana, East Central Indiana's favorite podcast. And then underneath it, it says BossHogOfLiberty.com. There we go. And uh, it's a- <laughs> if you're going to be a guest on the show... We're going to start giving out uh, presents. Unfortunately, they didn't get here before Aaron got here. Unfortunately, Aaron gets the shaft <laughs> again. But we're going to start giving out some uh, fridge magnets that are the same way and uh, make forcing our guests to put them up on their refrigerators at home so that their wives have wives or husbands and children have to deal with the seeing our faces every day whenever they go to get a cold pop out of the freezer. Forced friendship and forced magnets. Welcome to the Boss Hogger <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> so, so Clay, uh, it's almost like for, forced patriotism, right? I, we'll have to work on your bio and get you, get you, get you, get you some improvements. That way, Liz doesn't make that tragic Definitely. error again. Well, I'd appreciate it. I would. All right. So, Aaron, Aaron has agreed to join us today. Uh, I really cannot believe it because the way his relationship with the Weird Libertarians Network started was was rocky to say the least. Candidate, <laughs> yes. candidate, yes. Aaron Dickin. Uh, Oh my optimistic. gosh, I forgot about that whenever I started making the show notes. <laughs> optimistic and so green funny. and uh, fresh, joyous Aaron Dickin, uh, <laughs> recruited by Democrat Chairman Darren Jacobs. And had several uh, people, but uh, yeah, yes, I mean, his, his, prized, his prized candidate in that municipal election year was, was Aaron. And it looks like you paid big money for a photo shoot, and you went out and you got some I some did. pictures in front of a white background. I did, and because the creative design element in my brain said, "Hey, this is going to be a really neat way to interact with constituents and voters, and it'll be fun." And I forgot about the dark internet down in the just, underbelly. Just can't have nice and things, can just, we? We can't. We can't. And the dark know, internet, I've, otherwise known as we are libertarians. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I saw Clay this week talking about his wife and, you know, how she is this big encourager. And that's the way it is with my wife and my family. And there were some mother bear moments that, you know, <laughs> you guys are lucky. So, you guys got lucky. So, um, yeah, I I did make the mistake of saying, hey, guys, this is kind of funny. never forget. And uh, sent it in to, to our little group chat, the infamous wall group chat that's been around for years. And uh, about three minutes later, it came out the other side, and Aaron was uh, was committing all kinds of war yeah. crimes 
and it was getting messaged back to him. And about five minutes later, I get the message from Aaron, who the hell is James Neese? (laughs) 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 And and I'm like – Oh my God! They've <laughs> Aaron was in the Aaron was in the back of a Toyota pickup truck holding an M16 yeah. with a bunch of ISIS yeah. members. Yes, there was that. There was the Palin family, um, and it <laughs> even carried over because I was like, "This is a proud moment for me." You know, I signed that certificate, that oath. It's really cool. So I had a picture with it, and somebody photoshopped oh, right after the you Nazi got Bible yes. over the certificate. But you know, I, my whole thing was it's. Unfortunately, part of <laughs> politics, and this is the real litmus test of whether I, I can do this or not. Yeah, I now, tried see, to tell Aaron, you at the I, time that it was a term of endearment. They do it <laughs> yeah. because they like you. They're really yeah. not malicious. I, and I had Jeremiah, you should see the things they do to me. He sent me the screenshots of the, of the conversation you guys had. And see, I had seen you commenting on things, and I think that I had uh, commented back and forth with you in like Citizens of Henry County or I don't mm-hmm. I, some Facebook group. And I was I texted a. Well, I put in the group chat, actually, for We Are Libertarians. I was like, hey, Jeremiah, we need to have this guy Aaron Dickin on the show sometime. Let's see what we can do with that. And he was like, yeah, we can try that. <laughs> we might not be incredibly open to that anymore. Yeah, but he, and then he started explaining everything to me. And like, uh, I think James Neese still had some of the pictures saved on his phone. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so I was able to actually see him, but... Oh my god! Well, no, I, 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 the pictures we had were the screenshots that Aaron right. had sent back to me that I went oh, back and okay, found. Okay. That's where they. Uh, that's where they came from. That are now in a book that I yes. look at every morning to psych myself. <laughs> just just up your to motivation. The day. Yeah. Yeah. If I can handle that, I can take exactly. on anything. Exactly. Yeah. The mayor is nothing compared to the things oh, I've been through god. before. I just, I just imagine Aaron Dickens sitting there in his home and in like a dimly lit room, looking at these pictures of himself, and there's a CD <laughs> track playing in the background going na na na. Na, na, na. We can't do any more humming of that because they want to charge us yeah, for the song. Say, yeah, right, right. Right. That's all th- we can I use. I think for you fair can only use. do like six seconds and then it's good. Man, all right. Is it smoke break time yet? No, Go outside and light up. No, there's no such thing. We can't do that. You can't. I Jeremiah tried to. <laughs> Jeremiah tried to convince so me. Subtle. My gosh. Jeremiah tried to convince me that uh, we should be, allow smoking in the studio, and I said, "Do you realize that the studio is right next to my bedroom?" <laughs> So, <laughs> when uh, Aaron Aaron was the author of what is most likely going to go down as the, the most controversial ordinance of 2017, have you written yeah. any county ordinances? We I don't want a smoking. Uh, okay. I don't want a smoking in the backyard. But if we want to walk out onto the publicly owned road, <laughs> I'm perfectly okay with it. Or even the sidewalk. Actually, you know what? We can just walk my dog down to Baker Park. Yeah, and take a smoke break there. That'd be fine. As long as we're not around any children, it seems like it's reasonable. You know, Aaron, we had this idea <laughs> whenever uh, whenever the second reading was going to happen yeah. for the uh, ordinance. What what is it? 3773? Yeah, 3772. 72. Yeah. Okay. Um, we, had, uh, we had this idea as leadership in the Henry County Libertarian Party mm-hmm. to organize a smoke-off in front of the council just, chambers. Just pure chain-smoking out <laughs> on the street. <laughs> Which is ironic. I was going to take up smoking for the for a protest, Aaron. <laughs> I was I was, I was willing to get, sacrifice my lungs. I was going to find the biggest, fattest cigar I could and just <laughs> puff right out there as all the council members were walking in the doorways. It's ironic because yeah, I had a similar conversation at home because at home you can have these conversations that you can't normally have. And I said, "This is I a felt place. so passionately about this, and I'll go into detail why, but." I said, if nothing in this ordinance passes, the next meeting, I'm just going to smoke in the meeting. 
and we'll see how far I get. <laughs> Just light up and see where it goes. But I know that this was, you know, number one, this brought a lot of discussion, which I think is good and healthy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's hard because I think my perspective at 21 on something like this or 18 is completely different than what my perspective is now. Um, and then what my perspective might be, you know, 20 years from now, I think having kids changes your whole perspective. And, you know, we've taken our kids to the park countless times. And I know that smoking, if you read the paper, is by far not the worst thing that's happening at the park. (laughs) So there are some well, now, see, there. now you're you're casting judgment I, on people and what they choose to do yeah, in their personal lives, and that could get sticky someday for the, you, sir. The most we'll say about that is that a man knew a woman on a slide <laughs> in the biblical sense. It said it was the fun slide, and they misread the sign. <laughs> well, and I mean, fun park isn't that fun. They have not sex that kind daily. of fun. They have sex daily or dyslexia. <laughs> Got to write that down to understand yeah, the joke. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's hard because, you know, and that's what I appreciate about discussions with you guys is because you make me think about a lot of different things, um, and it's <laughs> good sometimes or, you're good like, get out of there, get yeah, out of there, exactly. get out of there, <laughs> exactly. But I think it would be easy to say, yes, it's common sense not to smoke around children, but unfortunately, not everybody has that common sense to not do it. And I know that that sounds cliche, and I think that's probably why it doesn't sit well with people. But seriously, when you're at the fun park with your kids and they're smoking inside the fun park, that just doesn't sit well. It didn't sit well with me. So why wouldn't you just ban smoking inside the fun park? Well, and that's the thing, and I I wish that we would have gotten that a little further, and I'd printed out Ordinance 2916. It's not on the city website. I think I sent people it's to the city website. It's not on the city website? No, because it was a 1993 ordinance. Oh, there, yeah. So it's not on there. But um, I, if you could have seen the ordinance, and that's what we were talking about before the show, is I make copious amounts of notes. That, um, uh, that ordinance was just – there was all kinds of stuff scratched out because I realized, okay, this was a little too aggressive – Let's start small in the constricted areas where children are and, you know, heard the areas that were problems for a lot of people. Let's start with that and see what happens. It because, still wouldn't sit well with people because some people it just won't ever sit well. Well, I think some sort of, you know, I, I think you can come to a reasonable, a reasonable, a reasonable arrangement that's probably going to impact anybody. Right. I, would, I would hope that people aren't just purely dicks and smoking in the grandstand around kids at a little league game. Right. But I'm sure that you'd have the issue. But it, but it takes that discussion, and it's it gets so ugly, and that's what is really unfortunate. It gets so ugly, but I think that's – and I've told Jeremiah this. That's what I appreciate about the discussion I have with you guys is because it always comes back to the meat and potatoes right. of the discussion. Yeah, and that's and I, really good to mold. I will say I got, I got pretty ugly on <laughs> citizens of Henry County. I really did. And like I was, I was fired up. You um, get a kick out of that though. Yeah, well, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Quake. Usually, whenever issues like this come up, I'm not, I'm not that much in the minority on things. And it seemed like it was right. every person I was coming to was in support of this total smoking ban. And I, it was just like, like, how do I handle this? And I just blew up. And I think it was on a, a man named Carlos Gray here in uh, town. Okay. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah. and he was in total support. Yeah, if, if you guys know Carlos. Uh, I, I looked at the uh, finance records. He's a big supporter of Aaron's. Is he? Yeah, big time. Well, Over the $200 <laughs> limit. Had to claim the it. shortest list in, <laughs> in <Henry County. laughs> 
But I, uh, I, he was in total support of this smoking ban. I have no idea, by the way. That's a, and he that's ended up liable uh, talking yes. about. He ended up like firing a shot at me, and uh, about my character, the type of character it would take. Something about I question the character of any person that would advocate for smoking around children. And I said, well, I question the character of a man who doesn't have the balls enough to tell a man next to him to stop smoking and has to get the police involved. And that was I, that was man, the, probably the ugliest I got. Yeah. And, uh, See, that's why I don't, I don't visit that territory much anymore. I let, I'm on Facebook. I let people come to me, and I have <laughs> open discussions you know, on Facebook. But yeah, that that yeah. site there, that group there, that's that's it, that's it's dangerous. bordering. We are libertarians, deep dark part of the internet. <laughs> that's <laughs> dangerous territory for Henry County, and you're brave enough to go there. Wow, I, I take a shower it. after it. Wow. I recommend it to all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, and I think that's what, and I I said this the first reading is that I know. At the base level, an ordinance is meant to be enforced, and a lot, a lot of times that enforcement is by law enforcement. A man with a gun. Exactly. And I saw your comment about yeah. that. And so, I mean, but in this sense, I think there's also another side to ordinances that it's about uh, publicity and get, uh, bring, raising awareness. Right, yeah. And I think that – okay, I think that uh, there's a way there's a way that we can do that and uh, – it was handled well. It ended up being handled very well at the uh, at the second reading. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, after everything... all attempts for fascism, they finally came around. Right, freedom. right. Yeah, no more secret <laughs> Hitlers in the county or in the city council. Don't know about the county council yet. All it uh, took was Dakota Davis showing up at one city council right. meeting. I just and they found I their way. So imp- I was trying so hard to impress. Yeah, Dakota see, I that I even have that written in my notes. I knew. Was, I knew. Uh, I knew. I have that written in my notes in my leather-bound notebook here from whenever I went to uh, the city council meeting, and it was uh, yeah. that Aaron, Aaron Dickin actually me? motioned to table Ordinance 3772. Yeah. And I was like, man. And then that I really crushed. got through to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's what – I mean – that second reading, obviously, we took the shortcut because of things that came yeah. up. But I really would have been interested to see what the discussion would have been like because I think that it would have been a discussion that people, when they heard or read about it, would have said, oh, well, I mean, maybe they are listening. And that's what I try to do. And that's why I had so yeah. much changed in that ordinance and crossed out is because I saw how much people were upset. But at the same time, it's a delicate balance because there's a reason I wanted that ordinance in right. there. And so – I don't know. It's it's a back and forth. Well, and what what I find a lot of times before we m- would move to the next subject, um, even on the county side, being fresh, being new, mm-hmm. um, man, sometimes it seems like just to bring up a discussion, mm-hmm. people are, act like all oh, hell's breaking loose, and you're trying to disrupt the entire system. And it's like, no, I just saw something. Maybe we need to right. talk about. Right. Maybe right. we need to look at, you know. And so hearing you talk about it, it sounds like that's kind of what you were looking at is trying to open the box, say, hey, right. let's look at what's inside. What do we need right. to do? And How I'm can sure we that make you, this better? It wasn't just something that you all of a sudden had the idea pop in your head. Right. No, it I'm was not sitting around you thinking about gotten, ways to, you know. Yeah. It was, it was some – you had heard complaints, right. obviously. People, uh, especially from the uh, the president of our city parks board, um, I, she got up and spoke uh, during the city council meeting and was very adamant 
about right. the need for this smoking ban, and I think she walked away disappointed um, because it got left on her table. Too. There's something I learned from Rex Bell, uh, working with him for a year, and something he preached an awful lot of was that there's a difference between crimes, vices, and bad habits. I saw, yeah, yep. and uh, that was that was kind of where I where I landed on it. Is you know, I, right. should you smoke? No, probably not. Should you smoke around kids? Definitely not. Right. But then you do get to the point where you're putting your law enforcement officers. And they're, they're the ones that end up being the rubber right. on the road. Yep. Well, and that's the and, hard part is because you know I I really that set well with me what you had said, but. I don't, I'm not the type of person that can throw up my hands and say, well, then I guess I'll just leave it. I've yeah. got to figure out something. And to right. circle back to what Clay said, I think that's where, you know, being new on the city council, I've kind of lucked out because there are, I mean, a lot of people that I've leaned on and that I think encourage that type of discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how it looks, you know, during the meeting, but that's, yeah, there's a few of us especially that kind of bounce ideas off each other and definitely we talked about Darren and Corey too and it's definitely. I think always really good. So uh because your ordinance failed you turned down your raise. Is that the way that went down? Uh <laughs> did you get mad, take your ball and go home? Yeah. I I, I did not. I did not. And I that think was that's a, that was another thing I was really impressed by you and Mark both on that. I was I was very impressed because I like I said on the last episode being raised hardcore Republican, mm-hmm. I was fully expecting whenever uh, they brought up the raises, everybody in there to be like, yeah, we deserve a raise. Absolutely. And uh, I was very impressed to see that that was not the case. Well, and again, this, this is a, you know, I think some of those meetings get so heated. I don't know, does that happen at the county council at all? Only if I speak. <laughs> <laughs> the council meetings, the county council meetings are set up in a long linear line so they can't see each other's eyes. They just That's... hear voices. So they're set up as, uh, you're just speaking into space, into a big empty room most of the time. Is that, is that right, Clay? Mm-hmm. You're, you're pretty close to where, being accurate. Where you don't get to look each other in the face and just yell at them across the way like yeah. they do. The, the city council meetings are much more, uh, it's like, uh, a fixed bayonets, I think, versus, much, much, much more conducive yes. to an entertaining environment. Yes. Well, ah. and that discussion, I mean, leads to, a lot of good points, and especially on this uh, ordinance with the elected officials raises. You know, I think Christy York does a great job. Mayor York does a great job. And they absolutely yep. deserve their raise for, you know, the work and the time. I mean, just ungodly amount of hours. Um, the only thing I was trying to slow up, and I tried to make sure that, that everybody understood my point, was, you know, almost half of us have been there two years. Um, and I think we already got, I have to go back and look, we already got a small raise for 2017. Yeah. And this wasn't a huge raise. No, it's, uh, and it's not, it's and it's not. not like you make a ton of money anyway. I mean, right. it's, a, it's a citizen job. I mean, yeah, this is not it, a full-time job for anybody that's on the council. You, you might have thing. some that are semi-retired, but most everybody has a day job. Right. And that was the point was, well, we don't want to hinder anybody from wanting to run. And I mean, to really want this job, you have to basically ignore any type of pay that you get because it's not worth it. If you, if I were to break it down to an hourly wage, oh yeah, minimal. My wife would kick me out. Yeah, <laughs> if it were my only job. Yeah. So, 
I mean, there's there were a lot of things that played in it, uh, played into it. I think I just kept thinking of perspective. You know, what are our citizens going to think about? Um, because they are the reason I am here, and I've said that multiple times. They're the reason I'm in that seat. So I want to make sure they know that you know we're not playing fast and loose with first, second, third reading. We're taking our time. We're doing our own research as well, and uh, really giving a thoughtful opinion and a thoughtful vote to each of these ordinances. Yep. There's, that, there's absolutely. <laughs> I, sometimes I just don't get it. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with chewing on yeah. the subject for a while, right? But before you can chew on it, you have to bring it up, right? Right. Uh, and it, and it gets messy. Yeah. I mean, I've had a, sure. a number of people say, you know, sometimes these city council meetings are a little uncomfortable. And I described it to That's my wife not a that, bad thing. no, this is the room where we're really molding things. Yeah. And it gets brutal. I mean, a molder of clay, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough work. <laughs> At least with your, your body, it's, uh, it's a six-week process. It's not like Washington where they, you know, they decide that they want to pass a health care bill. What's wrong with and- Aaron's body? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go on the South Beach. We we, uh, <laughs> we both know that we're the least athletic of our brothers. We got a hate crime this Allegedly. week. My, my brother uh, Danny uh, said that uh, Aaron's uh, brother Wes, they were going to come back here and sit in on us and I watch saw us. That. Uh, Wes, is a, Wes is a tennis player, that. though. Well, and basketball, and I'll give you a little story on that because he will tell you if I don't. When we were kids growing up, we played basketball in the backyard. I mean, grass and a board and a goal. And he was about to beat me. I grabbed a stick off the ground, and when he went up for a layup, I bashed it against his back. And <laughs> typical see, he Democrat. Say, he would say, <laughs> well, see, he would say typical middle child. But I think, <laughs> and I'll spin this for you in a political way. I think that really showed my competitive spirit and resourcefulness, which I think plays as well. You get five fouls, and you need to use them all. That was one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, my, my brother, we, we were pretty good uh, growing up out on Messick Road. We didn't have any gravel. We had a gravel driveway. We had no concrete of any sort. So we could dribble on gravel. If you can dribble on gravel, you're doing okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, the ball sometimes takes a bounce. Yeah, you're yeah. you're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Danny never beat me one-on-one, but I quit when he started getting ready to be able to be. So then I got the hell out of that game. <laughs> uh, but we're not uh, we're not picking it up anytime soon. Oh, so uh, other topics of uh, conversation here with Aaron that we had on the city side. Fourteenth um, Street still closed, right? <laughs> I didn't drive that way, but I felt pretty good about coming here. And Why are there so many same. complaints about that, Aaron? I think it's just because it's an issue that has. I mean, I think somebody said it's almost three years now. Yeah. But um, why is it a big deal? Like, why do we need that street? Here, here's. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're good. Get you in know there. what's going on. But I live a couple blocks away. Right. See, I've, right. I've talked. I've already talked to this about this issue with Clay. Yeah. We've talked about it extensively. Yeah. And uh, for those listening nationally, there is uh, Newcastle, Indiana, a town of about twenty thousand people. City, city. It's a city. It's a twenty thousand people, roughly eighteen thousand somewhere there. I was going to say I've got it right here. Eighteen thousand one hundred. Eighteen and change. Latest. We'll round up. Just like we say, we have a thousand listeners a week on the Boss Hog Liberty. <laughs> really, it's right at nine hundred. We're going to say it's a thousand. But roughly twenty thousand people in Newcastle. Um, East West Road through town is a is a state road, two lane road. It's been under construction all year. Uh, one of the there are basically three main north south roads through the city, and in the downtown area, there's basically two that intersect the main downtown area that, that go through. They're through streets. One of them is 14th Street. There's a major reconstruction project of a building that we're going to talk about here, um, and that road's been closed because that building's been redone for about one three block. years or so. One city block is closed. Yeah, 
Yeah, one block. And, yeah. and just it, my opinion, I, I think, this is my, you know, I'm not trying to get you, get you in trouble or anything here. But as a citizen of Newcastle and living right there, now I have talked to emergency personnel and right. I've gotten more um, feedback on why and how and all mm-hmm. that. So I, I get it. Well, and have you ever I've, been inside one of the ambulances? Just side, I, I have not. I peeked in, it, I but mean, I have not been it's in. It's crazy. But um, I think if the project that we're about to talk about would have advanced and been thriving right now, there wouldn't have been an issue. Oh yeah, because yeah. it took it took quite a while, right? Before well, you started hearing the complaints, and I yeah. think people just said, "You know what? Flip it. This road's been closed forever. Ain't nothing being done. We want to drive through." Right. That's. I mean, that's just my yeah. opinion. I personally, yeah, it could be closed or open. It doesn't bother me specifically, right? But I have heard right. both sides. There are so many people up in arms about this, so and I'm so tired over it. Of over it. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing the posts and citizens of Henry County. <laughs> of people quit going, looking at citizens of Henry County. Right, man. I can't. I can't stop. It's right. like an addiction. It's if a, I can't stop, quit it. if I stop, then I start scratching my neck and digging holes in my arms. I just can't do it. He, but, look, he looks at it when it pops up and he says, "I ain't quitting you." <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely get it, and I think that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just continuing on here. Um, yes, let's hear from the expert that's in the middle of the situation. <laughs> no, all you, uh, lots of great points, and I think why it matters to me is because it does matter to everybody, and they all have an opinion. And so, right. I mean, that obviously shows some merit to it. Right. Um, it's and been that, closed. That for, makes it important, right? Right. It's yeah. a it affects their daily lives, and whether you agree with that or not, because <laughs> a lot of us don't agree with it. I mean, that's their perspective. My opinion as a true libertarian is, Uh-oh. get the government out of the roads, man. Roads <laughs> should be privatized. Just auction it off and see if somebody wants to charge a toll. That's what Dakota says. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We'll put a toll road right there. If you I'm, want to use 14th Street, you got to freaking pay for it. I think that a lot of it's just been trying to get information out there because yeah. I think that and, – and there's only so much the city can do in regards to this and in regards to downtown as a whole. I mean – I don't think the city should have real estate. That's my own personal uh, view. If the, if the city can't have real estate, then how can they decide what happens on the property? That's a good point. But is Park City real estate? I mean, I'm talking about. <laughs> I just had to break. That up. I'm talking about empty buildings. I'm talking about empty buildings. Not yeah, like I, used I know. I property. understand. Gosh, I'm just giving you a hard time. Uh, tough crowd. Tough crowd. Seriously. All he's saying is, if we sold that for farm ground, there would be a lot more, a uh, lot more opportunity for you. I could, I could take and uh, I could take my mule down there, and I could. Oh wait a minute! Farm animals aren't allowed within city limits. I hey, I brought up a chicken <laughs> ordinance my first year, Did you really? my first term in the city limits, and it was. I bet Darren was proud. It was fodder. Wait, did you did you vote? To legalize chickens or yeah, against it? But there, in no, the discussion, Darren was angry. Darren was very upset. Aaron was probably, or Darren was probably busy running them out of, grabbing them out of somebody's backyard in Spiceland and escorting them out of town. <laughs> yeah. At that time. And that's why they've migrated yes. to Newcastle. So what was the, uh, name by name? What, who, uh, who was on what side of the chicken argument? And, it uh, didn't it, get that far. Couldn't, couldn't <laughs> even get hurt. <laughs> well, see, no. I'm, I'll be running against, uh, Mark Coger in 2019. Uh oh. yeah. For city council. Now be careful how you official? announce that because is this you have official to. Official announcement. You have to uh, start filling out paperwork. This isn't official. 
It's nothing official. It's just so, uh, in so, the. Cause what you, you said last time was that you kind of like Mark and you thought about running. And do then, you retract that statement he's week right to now? Week. I like Mark. I like Mark perfectly fine. But it's just like Jeremiah always says: everybody's got to interview for the jobs. But uh, wow, you heard it here on Ball Hog of Liberty. Yeah. Gosh, I got to text Mark real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to start raising money. He needs to. <laughs> yep. He needs to find an elephant to. Um, it's okay if we keep. If we keep doing improvements to the studio, I'm going to be broke this anyway. Will be your full time job anyway. Yeah. You'll have much more political ambition here. Yeah, all right. Swaying people. So, uh, working through our little punch list here. Uh, Jennings Building, though. The, what, yeah. what is going? I mean, I'm yeah, sorry. That, that's exactly right. Yeah, the 1400 okay. Plaza and the Jennings Building. We've got. Well, and that's why I circled around. We got off topic there a little bit, but <laughs> well, I, I hard actually, to believe that I, I jotted down these notes because I actually met with the engineering firm uh, really? this morning, and I actually haven't publicized that yet. Um, and really, what it was was they were just getting ideas from um, certain stakeholders, and it, I mean, from what it sounds like, it sounds like 14th Street's going to stay open and it's not going to be rerouted. Now, obviously, the, you can't pin these down because there's a lot of things in a project that can change. But um, And I just expressed that I'd like to see a lot more green space than parking. Honestly. I can't wait for our clickbait. Yep. 14th I Street, agree. will you opening? Question mark? Yeah, We're going to have seriously. thousands of hits. Posting but, that in Citizens of Henry County tonight. I think a yes. green space, a, more of a green space than parking there. Um, and that's a discussion I had with Corey Murphy, too. You're going to have some urban farming. I would agree oh, with that. What, that, what did that Corey far. think about that? I mean, he, that's, he, that was his sentiment was. Yeah. You know, it, and I think I brought up the need for a place for families to take their kids while you're waiting on your reservation or something if those restaurants open up. And I think that'll be a great connection between downtown and 15th Street or the Robert Indiana Arts and Culture District. Yes. Because uh, <laughs> I, I'll try to throw that in as much as I can. Uh, because right now I think it's like on the outlying parts of downtown. I yep. think that'll be a great connection. So I think I it's agree. got a lot of potential. I, I totally so, agree. Do so, not reopen the street. That is my Well, and my thing, when that came up <laughs> at the meeting, my thing was let's keep it open and let's find that there's a reason to close it. Let's see a yeah. lot of pedestrian traffic downtown to where, okay, a plaza makes sense. Right. Don't yeah, just well, make a decision uh, to make a decision. Right. I think that especially after Broad mm-hmm. Street is done, going through downtown, it's done being out from under construction. We're going to see a lot of downtown traffic then because people just oh, haven't yeah. been on it. Yeah, we right. haven't been able to be on it they for an entire nice year. How smooth it is. I can't yeah. wait to cruise Broad with Councilman Dicken. That's right. Yeah. And we're Every, gonna be like go the late nineties again. The, yeah. railroad tracks exactly. to really savor how smooth it is to yeah. go exactly. those railroad tracks. Uh, has has everybody here seen the movie Cars? Like I referenced earlier with yes. the fishing oh, rod. Yeah. yeah. So every time that I drive on a new road, like and I don't it just pops into my head, but every time I'm on a freshly paved road or something, I always think of Mater whenever he uh whenever he gets on the, the new road and he's like, I'm the first one on the new road. <laughs> That's what it, it pops into my head every time. In the background. That is wonderful. Yeah. So the Jennings Building restaurants, I'll take us there. Yeah. Um, supposed to have four, right? Is that the plan? Three or four restaurants going in there? Yeah. Really? Um, I got a tour of Firehouse Barbecue and Blues. I know you said that you had went, Jeremiah, to the Richmond yeah, absolutely. restaurant. Um, Sarah and I checked it out about close to a month ago now. And I know. And they promised a spring opening at that time. And that's right there beside it. Is that considered a part of? The Jennings Building project. I don't think that's technically the Jennings Building, but I think it is part of the project. Or actually, no, okay. I think that it, is a part of the Jennings Building. It's the wine, the wine bar. That's okay. not a part of that building, but it is a part of the project. 
Hmm. Okay. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because one thing I've been wondering, and maybe you was going to get here, is because um, I, I get a lot of these questions at the barbershop. Yeah. And people, oh, yeah. Are, as you know, people are talking about it. Um, are there certain businesses such as Firehouse Barbecue that can come in, say in the spring, like like Jeremiah was saying, um, and the other project, the other businesses not come in? I mean, can we start seeing that's, some that's, movement? That's the way I've understood it. I mean, okay. from the beginning, and especially as it goes on, I think they're going to do it. Man, I've had their one food. at a time. Man, I would love to see them right. come in. I've well, never been there. It's good. The space is really neat. They've uh, repurposed a lot of the wood from the Hoosier Antiques building. Like uh, some of the floor joists they use to create the bar in the back of the restaurant. Um, a lot of the walls have a wainscoting that's made from wood from that building. So it's really neat how they repurpose that. And the building isn't completely empty. Upstairs, the, the there are residences oh, yeah. above, and there are people living there now. 20 years. It's occupied, right? Yeah. And I think. Uh, so it's just the commercial space is all right. that's left at this point. Right, right. So yeah, there's going to be that one. Um, there's going to be a pizza place. There's going to be an Irish pub. And then I think around the corner. Uh, Caddy Corner from Nance is going to be a bakery cafe type thing. You have two bakeries. There's another With bakery pastries. opening. Yeah, downtown, she was bakery. Yeah, and they're man, they are working fast. Very blessed. To get multiple bakeries and the Lots world's greatest donut shop in Henry County in Newcastle. Yeah, Lots that doesn't that doesn't work very well on a keto diet. <laughs> no, no, we're all we're all just hangry around here now. Watching no. Dakota drink beer. Wow, that's right. Yep. He's got the, you pouring the bells too hard. What do you got? No, this is uh, something that this is something that Aaron actually brought. He said that he was going to hook me up tonight. Yeah. And it's it's made by the same people that drink that make Two Hearted Ale, which is basically my favorite. Is it Oberon? But it's Oberon. Yeah. yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with that label. I've, I've never had it before, but we're gonna try it. I like wheat ales. Yeah. Uh, Seven yeah. months into so his drinking same. career, he's uh, he's, he's making yeah. his way around the line. Connoisseur. It's, 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 it's all Jeremiah. It's all Jeremiah. My all my drinking game is. Oh is no! From Jeremiah, he's putting the blame on you. I'm his uh, I'm his tour guide. <laughs> Man, so I, and I never had a touch of alcohol before. I was 21. of course not. No, that would be wrong. That would so, be against the law. <laughs> yes, it's so unconstitutional. It's just like the smoking ban. Go, go ahead, Clay. Go ahead, Clay. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. What were you can, saying? Me and you can talk Cone here for silence. a second <laughs> on the Jennings Building because it is important. It's to me, and uh, I want to be able I to think our downtown. Yeah, yeah, I want to be able to uh, to help spread the word too. Because again, I got customers that come in and ask all right. the time. Um, Over at the MVP Barbershop on Memorial Drive? The official barbershop of the Boss Hog of Liberty. Um, With me being the exception. Well, you know. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. Once they see the pictures, they'll They'll know know. why. They'll know. Yeah, Yeah. they'll know. So (laughs) the Jennings Project, uh, in your opinion, is moving forward. Yeah. It's not as obviously as quick as what people want. But there is still plans. It has not come to yeah, a stop. I mean, I haven't. And and we that's are what's, moving, and that's what's hard. And I think, that getting back to my point um, a few minutes ago, you know, when we've got private investors and private business owners, um, you know, take a, as big a building as the Jennings Building is in our downtown. I mean, that's a big chunk of our downtown. Yes, sir. Especially the, on a scale of what's left. Right. 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 <laughs> We won't get into that. Um, there's, there's one block standing. That's all there's not saying. a lot that the municipal government can do about it. As yeah, far absolutely. as oh yeah, exactly. Coast. And that's one thing I have been telling people is look, it's right. it's kind of out right. of their hands. But I mean, uh, but and there's that's where, there are city funds tied up in, aren't there? Or uh, there 
are definitely government funds involved. I mean, I think maybe the sale of the building itself, and I, that's before my time and a little <coughs> muddy on the details. Um, but my goal has been to uh, get word out, like you said, with the barbershop. is just communicate with people as much as I know. Which isn't a whole lot, yeah. Um, yeah. But just keep that uh, that yeah. going. I've thought about that a lot too. Like uh, with because as a, I frequent a lot of groups in the uh, community, and it's always being brought up. When are we going to do something about this building? When's the, right. when's the council going to do something about this? And it's it's like. Can the council do something right. about this? See, that's or one of the first. Should problems. the council do something about this, or is it a waste of money? And right. people, if you yeah. bring that up, people get upset. Mainly, it's baby boomers. They get upset because it's they they have seen the downtown that they grew yeah. up with, yeah. the broad street that they used to cruise. It's an emotional and it's, thing. Yeah, right. and it's been right. it's been torn down. And I preach that all the time. We, you cannot. Whenever you are talking about affecting the lives of. 20,000 people, mm-hmm. you cannot think with your emotions. It, But that's hard. Your emotions, yeah. oh, I understand that. Yeah. And I, I'm very guilty of right, it, too. Right, right. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not. But facts and logic are oftentimes at opposite ends as emotions right. and your feelings. And it, you, you can't mingle the two. And it, no matter how much you try, no matter how many times you try to, to mix the two, and no matter how many times you try to justify your emotions with your made-up facts, it doesn't work out. It never does. It's the, it's the same issue that we've, that we've seen with a, a lot of issues in modern politics. People get, people get worked up because they're emotional. It it just doesn't work. That's citizens of Henry County page right there. That's exactly it. And it, and I get it. And that's why I think it's important to make sure. You know, I've been trying to focus on empathy and perspective in yep. all of my empathy is my, is so is so much to everything. Yeah. It, I mean, these it, things, these topics, no matter how big or how small, are somehow to a certain extent, affecting people's lives. So they have to feel like they're being listened to. They right. have to feel like oh, you're trying yeah. to help. Right, and, and some oh, of our yeah. listeners, are uh, some of our listeners like Christy Avery in Fort Wayne or uh, any of our listeners that listen in Indianapolis, they, they might be thinking, well, that's Newcastle. It's such a small town. But there that is makes a, it more crucial. <laughs> right. Well, there's, there's a True. board of seven people that is making decisions for 20,000. Mm-hmm. No matter, even if we are such a small, individual, little community, it's still a big deal. Well, and this is why I said that. It's a big deal because guess what? The ordinance that I just, you know, put out there to get Joe Smith to stop smoking at the park. Right. I'm going to see Joe Smith at the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. who knows what And he's going to say, exactly. hey, Dickin. Seriously. <laughs> Well, and that's why I, that's why I try to show and try to, that's why your, I stole your Facebook live thing because I wanted to communicate to people, listen, we're not just out there making, you know, decisions right. willy nilly. We're thinking yeah. about things. We're you considering them. We all see them doing that right. in Indianapolis. Like that. Right. Because they're not going to see. Yeah. Well, it's easier to say it's the masses there. Right. Than it is here. Yeah. I think. I mean, but. But someone tags you on Facebook, right? Then it's you know like it, you, you, and then he says, you, "New phone, who this?" Yeah, he says, "Who's James' niece?" Yeah, 
And uh, but someone tags you on Facebook in a post, and they're they're outraged. Right. This new smoking ban is horrible. I can't believe that at Aaron Dickin would do this. I mean, you're you take personal offense. Oh to yeah. this. Well, and that's but in in bigger cities, it's people they would they would say at Darren Aaron Dickin City Council, Indianapolis, Indiana, and they would never see it. Right. Nothing would happen. Right. But this uh, this makes it personal. Right. They know who you are. Yeah. They know the area in which you live. They see me. And I mean, at some point, I would think. Yeah. And right. I think that's why it's important to be able to connect to those people. And I think that's why, you know, I explained coming here to be able to show that we can have discussions, even though there's a meme of me holding a Nazi Bible. <laughs> like, I think it's important to show that we can have these discussions. I can try oh, yeah. to explain myself. Well, pictures don't lie. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Pictures worth a thousand words. What's amazing is he said he had to explain why he was coming here. Yeah. 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 He, I, I did notice that he said he made a post that said he would be on the Boss Hog of Liberty podcast. Oh, he's been very supportive. And, uh, and because said, this is... uh, he would be meeting with people that disagree with him. Well, like, I mean, uh, you, you had saved all your smoking <laughs> ban comments on the last show to what was the word? Uh, he was setting you up. To smack you down, I believe. Doing. Yeah, yeah. To, I, was to to I was really hoping that you were going to listen to that, which this, is why yeah. Jeremiah you were trying said, to impress me. Yeah, <laughs> this Jeremiah. was the Aaron Dickens Smackdown show, is what yeah. it was unofficially yeah. titled. Gosh, yeah, yeah. Nice. And that, that's why Jeremiah said, "Well, we still want him to like us when he leaves." And I <laughs> At said, least me, I don't care. I if he said, he "No you. bars hold." <laughs> I'm a, I want I, my personal goal is whenever I walk into the city council or to the council chambers in Newcastle, Indiana, there's like this collective sigh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, he's here again. Exactly. <sighs> to Man. circle back to downtown, I feel like I'm, I should be the host. I'm circling us back. You, yeah, you go yeah. there. I'm trying to move us onto large <laughs> trash and, and what happens Aaron, when I flush. Aaron, well, I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave the downtown with this. You know, the county has the courthouse annex building that has been brought up in discussion at what's going to happen because it's next to a, a lot that where a building was torn down. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's important for us. And I think Corey does a great job of this. I know you guys agree of marketing ourselves so that people know the assets that we have and maybe spark a creative idea for sure for somebody to come approach the commissioners on that idea or the council and, you know, really figure out what they can do to increase the pulse and vitality of downtown. For sure. So 100 percent agree. Yep. So uh I live in White Estates. Am I going to get annexed in, or do I have to move if I want to, for, want to run for mayor? Depends on at what time we fix the drainage issue. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, that it just depends. No, uh, that we is... don't. If if it's 2019, then we might not want our special guest to run opposed by a libertarian. It's hard to know. Gosh, you guys I mean, are posturers. That's a that. I mean, I just had a I had a paper come across my desk today. It said uh, from the rumor mill, mm. and <laughs> it was like Abdul's cheat sheet for Henry County. Yeah, so it's, it's a sub edition. Said, "Will Aaron Dickin be running for mayor in 2019?" It came across your desk because it shot off of your desktop printer from your computer. <laughs> right? Well, like I said, like I told you, when you print your own news, you can yeah, print you anything make it you any, want. Yeah, make anybody hold any kind of book. Um, <laughs> like I told you before. I don't have any intentions. This whole council thing, I don't even think was on my radar. Uh, there's a lot of now, discussions. Now, wait a minute. You are, the, you are the mayor slayer. Did you not beat a former mayor in the primary? I did. Uh-huh. I did. Right. Um, three-term mayor, I think. Yeah. 
No, wow. But Impressive. that was, I mean, that was a huge learning experience, um, for me. And it was a lot of fun. And I mean, I've heard since I was 12, well, he's going to be mayor. And I even actually, I was looking at that house that you posted and it was a friend of high schools from my, it was his house. Oh, really? Yeah. And he, I was asking him how he was doing. I hadn't talked to him in a while. It's Scott Mann. I'll make sure he listens to this. And, uh, he said, well, when are you going to be mayor? I don't have any intentions at all to be mayor. Really? That's a job that, I mean, there's so many hours and having, uh, you know, kids, it's hard to make the meetings that I do. Yeah. Um, and every time I remember leaving for one meeting and my daughter who was two at the time said, daddy going to go see his other family. <laughs> and that just like brought me down oh, to two feet tall. Deep. Yeah. 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 I have no intentions on running. This city council thing has been a lot of fun. It came up organically. Um, a lot of people that I respect encouraged me to do it. And that's, you know, and in 2011, when my wife and I got married, we said, do we want to move or do we want to stay? We decided to stay, but with the caveat that we were going to get involved and make a difference. And this was just one of those steps. There you go. And one, one of the great political terms that we like to use is intentions. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So is this the the official re-election announcement? I no, because trust me, there are times I go home and I, you probably are the same way. And my wife's sitting there and I slam my stuff down on the table. I said, I'm not running for re-election. But I think there's an ebb and flow to it. it and there are times, there are times yeah. where I feel so good when you connect with people personally and help them solve an issue. I had a, a friend of mine, um, that had an issue with Medicaid and all I was was the connecting the dots between her and Representative Saunders. And it solved the issue. She had, I mean, tears of joy. And that I think is really why I do what I do. And, you know, I, I make jokes that I can't believe we're sitting at this table talking about trash. But that affects people's daily lives. Right. And for 93-year-old Edna that lives down the street who can't those, get her tote out there, those are that's the an most, issue that means a lot to those her. Those are the most right. basic civil services in which – more than – you know, parks are great. And all, there are so many other things that we talk about yeah. in economic development, but making sure the water is coming to you and making sure that the it's, water when you flush goes out. somewhere, yeah. Um, yeah. which, you know, uh, my neighborhood's still an embarrassment, but at some point it'll be better. Uh, and then – I guess y'all are going to have you. I live. I have a private trash company, so I don't have the ability. If I want to get rid of a big couch, I have to hack it up in my garage and then burn it quietly. Right, and uh, I guess you guys, <laughs> you guys have you, piece. yeah, yep, piece and, by piece. And Mayor York brought up at the last meeting that I was at, and I didn't know that Kevin was going to report on this, and that we weren't going to really say anything. But Kevin, uh, Kevin Green, he took the ball from us and uh, made the announcement before the Boss Talk Liberty could as a major media That's competing media. That's how good yeah. Kevin is, though. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he he dropped the ball, and uh, Mayor York is going to be uh, introducing an ordinance, I think. And, and that's or a, another or one of my... A revised ordinance or something, and uh, it will be doing away with a large trash pickup like currently in newcastle indiana like i had a i had a old couch in a love seat after i had bought my my new sectional and i was able to sit it out on the curb and on my trash day there was uh it happens like what once a month i don't live in the city i really yeah. don't know how you guys have it yeah, over I, here yeah i believe I it happens sporadic i i i think it's i actually think or it's like the, the third no i think it's the third uh well, I know we had talked the third about, week of the month. And I'll get to that. Actually, okay. continue. But I think it's a, as it sits right now. It's like the third week of the month, and they'll have a large uh, trash pickup guy follow around the actual uh, trashman, 
So I was able to just sit my couch in my love seat out there and they yeah. picked it up and it was not a big deal. And if they're and, not coming around, you call and like my brother set something out and they came that same day and picked it yeah. up. Yeah. No problem. And, uh, it, I mean, it's a great service. It was great for me. And I know that for a lot of people, especially if you're uh, listening in our libertarian audience, then, uh, the biggest thing for you would be, um, well, the trash should be privatized. Your city shouldn't have anything to do with the trash. They're the government and they're evil and they shouldn't do provide that service. But to me, when Mayor York said that he was going to be um, trying to do away with the large pack, trash pickup day, my mind auto- automatically went to the uh, the economic implications that that would bring along with it. Because, I, I mean, I don't know how much... and. I'm I'm totally ignorant here, and if I say something that's wrong, Aaron, then you could tell me. But I don't know how much it costs to do the large trash pickup, but I imagine that would it would be a lot less than having the people go and pick the pick up things whenever they are thrown on the yeah. city's public property or the county. And I know that it, yeah, and I know that I see my first job. I worked on a farm uh, from the time I was 14 to uh, 17. I worked on a farm slash airport, and there were multiple times every year that we had to go out because somebody in a pickup truck had drove into the cornfield, dumped all their trash, and then drove mm-hmm. off. And, you know, as a as a 15 or 16-year-old, I'm sitting out there, and I'm picking up trash, and I'm in in this area. It's like, am I going to pick up something that has a, has a needle in it? You know, like, yeah. I mean, that's a that's going to – it's not just going to affect – the 93-year-old Edna that right. can't get things out to her track, You're right. out to the curb, but it's also going to affect every single farmer in this community. Yeah, He's right. going to lose money on his crops, and he's going to have to pay somebody to come out and pick Clean it up. Into that point, too, if if people would take responsibility like, oh, yeah. for themselves and act as yeah. good neighbors, do res- responsible living, government could do less. Yeah. Well, you've got the opportunity like not now. Introduce, not introduce smoking ordinances. I have, uh, you know, you, you you do the right thing eventually. Uh, I pay Big B, you know, fifty six dollars every three right. months to pick up my trash, and it works. They never miss a day, and they never miss a week. Yeah. Um, and then if I have a big item, I either take it to the dump myself, or I can right. call a local handyman. I messaged. I knew this topic was come up, so I messaged Matt Sousa, who does yeah. Sousa's lawn care and stuff around town. I said, hey. If I had a couch or whatever and the city didn't do this, would it be a service you provide? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you would have or, the opportunity well, for people to do that job. At work, we had this discussion, and I've TM'd an idea before I introduce it. I'll mention that I've TM'd it. But somebody could probably make a lot of money by introducing Goober. It's Uber for your garbage. Sure. Um, I can send it straight to Aaron's house. <laughs> Des- point, I think that's, direct destination. I think that's what's going to be uh, what needs to be the real focus is you know what are we going to do about transporting trash because that is going to be the issue. Staffing and manpower with the street department um, with our budget is obviously a problem, and I think that's why you're seeing this. Um, and obviously, curb appeal is a big thing. So yeah, it, that was that was one thing that uh, that the mayor actually brought up. He said right. why. How? Why is it that whenever you go through, drive through Newcastle, you can see people who have mattresses sitting in their alleyway, but you don't see that in White Estates? And Mark Co- Mark Coger said, "Well, yeah. because the people in White Estates <laughs> just have just have family that live inside city limits, and they take their trash there." And I'm like, I mean, 
Yeah, it makes sense. I was I was totally shocked by the overwhelming support for this. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, and just like everything else, we've got to be cautious. And I'll throw out my bullet points. Um, you know, I drive through Rushville because we talk about Rushville a lot, and don't ever see large trash sitting out. But I'm usually staying because, on uh, road three. Because they have a, a small right. Irish guy named John McCain who walks around at night and picks up all the trash for everybody. <laughs> John McCain. He's a happy leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have like an area for you to take your trash. And so that's, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm, there has to be a solution. We can't just say, nope, that's it. Yeah. Because keep your trash. Otherwise, we're going to have the problem that you just mentioned, Dakota. Um, and some of the, I mean, I don't know whether we, I know before we talked about large trash on a schedule, and I actually had that on the flyer that came in your utility bill, I think this past summer. Was that, you know, uh, if your trash yeah. is picked up on a Monday, it'll be picked up the first week. If it's picked up, or no, it'd be Tuesday. There's no pickup on Monday. If it's picked up on Wednesday, you're going to be picked up the Friday of the second yeah. week. And so I think that brings it to it. But what's going to be hard is, well, and another idea was going to be take your garbage to the dump with the utility bill and we'll assess the fee to the city. And then the city doesn't have to pay anything but what it takes to get rid of it at the landfill. But uh, what's going to be hard is, Whatever we do, it's got to hit the people that are taking advantage, which are the people that are clearing out houses and just doing it repetitively. And so then our the staff that we have is subjecting themselves to needles or bed bugs or whatever it is um, or, we, right. without and punishing the people that need it and do it right. And that's going to be the, the hard part. That's going to be the challenge. Very good. Well, we appreciate the uh, the conversation about the local issues here. Uh, just want to briefly touch on something that we had in the show notes. Um, had a, a yeah, and a, I, a, I thought my show notes for this were pretty funny. You oh well, yeah, you did a <laughs> you did a great job with that. There was another thing we were going to skip over, and I just briefly wanted to mention or acknowledge because it's a uh, kind of a, a big deal in in the city. We had a, a, a law enforcement officer that got got involved. Or a couple of officers got involved. And we had an officer involved shooting uh, Sunday. Uh, and I guess the state police haven't released the names yet, so we'll kind of graze mm-hmm. over it for now. But um, just keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Not an easy time for anybody in, in the city. So um, we'll note that. And then once more, more information is publicly available, I guess we can talk about it more in the future. But yep. nothing to be political about. Just right. kind of want to note it. Um, well, and also note that our local law enforcement, our emergency responders, I think in our community, are the top notch in the state, if not a greater area. I mean, they're all super professional. They're all experts. Yeah. Um, and just like we talked about, they're all neighbors. Yep. Very, very appreciative of one, uh, each one and every thing one of them. that uh, is proven here is that it's not it's not your normal daily job. No, no. And I think no. this shows it. Yeah. Even in Little Newcastle. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, uh, national issue. We have a couple of them to talk about. Uh, we have a couple of them. We have a couple. There's a sneak one on there that you don't oh, know about. Oh, no. You get to like a pop, that I didn't a pop put quiz. on the show notes? Yeah. It's, well, you forgot to. It's okay. We forgive you. Uh, Alabama. Yep. Ha- uh, they, they had a U.S. senator. This could be the year of three U.S. senators for Alabama. Sweet home. Oh, sorry. Uh, Roy Moore. I'd rather, I'd rather do that. Yeah. I'd rather do the Sweet Home Alabama than something by the, that was the awful country band. The, uh, man, I think you're, Roy, I think you're safe on the royalties because yeah. nobody will be nobody, able to nobody recognize, recognize that what the hell that was. Yeah, you're doing a terrible job with Sweet Home Alabama. So Jeff Sessions was the was the senator from from Alabama. He resigned to take a job 
he's a terrible, terrible attorney general. But he uh, he signed up to uh, to be the attorney general. Got confirmed by uh, by the Senate. And uh, there's a fellow named Luther Strange who I think was the attorney general for Alabama that he got appointed in a uh, – I'm Luther Strange. He got appointed by a southern uh, corrupt uh, governor like of villain. Alabama who I think has already resigned since the appointment. Uh, and then there was a, an official special election that was scheduled. Uh, so Mo Brooks, a Republican, uh, Roy Moore and Luther Strange had a little runoff. None of them got 50 percent. So then this last week they had another runoff. There's a Democrat waiting. They they found somebody and have somebody waiting in line. Um, so Roy Moore, uh, who was the underdog in the race, uber, uber, uber conservative, uh, biblical, so constant, just absolute <laughs> like the – like 25 years ago, Pat Robertson, like uber conservative. Uh, he's twice been elected statewide. In Alabama, it's crazy. You get elected to the Supreme Court in Alabama. So they, by popular vote, you become the Supreme Court Chief Justice really? in Alabama. Right. So he's won two statewide elections for that. Uh, he's been removed or quit both times. Uh, he's had that job. Yeah. Once he got removed because he wouldn't take the Ten Commandments yeah, the Ten out Commandments, of the yeah, out of the courthouse. Yeah, and he does then not, he the, quit this Mr. time. Mr. Roy does not believe in separation of church and state. He's he a made theocrat. that very clear. He's a what? He's a theocrat. Theocrat. I thought he said Democrat. No, theocrat. Like, ah. No. I, I don't necessarily believe in like the way people would say separation church and state, like cut and dry, black and white. I don't yeah. even believe that way myself. I think it always merges somehow. Some See way. that that is exactly why I put that bull. But I but at the same time we recognize this is not a theocracy, right? You know what I mean, right? Their influences. I don't think that uh, the Republican nominee in Alabama understands that, Clay. <laughs> I really don't. I've I've yeah. heard a few things on him. I haven't. I, yeah, he literally said he was talking about Muslims. Okay, and he's this dude is a super xenophobe. Like, and you know, I know that that term gets thrown around a lot, sure. especially with Donald Trump and Mike Pence in office. And uh, you know, I it's whatever you can make it that way sure. you want. And uh, but I mean. I've never used that term to describe a person. And yeah. uh, Roy Moore, like, truly is extremely racist against Muslim people. And uh, now, if you're, if you talk against Muslims, are you racist? Or is Muslim a race? Or, see, we could get really see, deep we here. We could get deep in that, but, because actually, but here's the thing, Muslim's because I don't, race. I don't think that Roy Moore has the level of intelligence to, to separate a Muslim person from a person of Middle Eastern descent. Oh, okay, gotcha. I see where you're going. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's where it is. That's, that that's where it lies. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. That, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad much. Jeremiah put this on the, you know what I mean? Because I, I saw it coming, and I'm like, hmm. Politically, it's, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a that's, mess. That's why I put that on there, uh, especially with the separation of church and state, mm -hmm. because you, as a, you're an associate pastor, correct? Uh, I have been, yeah. You have been, okay. Yes. Associate so, pastor emeritus. Yes, yeah. yes. So that, I, st that, I still attend the same church. I'm still very strongly Christian, still into right. ministry, all and that. I, yes. Yeah, I knew that, yes. and that's why I that's why I wrote that down in the show notes. Yes. Uh, the separation of church and state, because I wanted to get your opinion on it and wanted to hear it, yeah. um, especially in, within relation to Roy Moore, because I know that you are nothing like... That man. So cutthroat political, Jeremiah, you have a president who endorsed Luther Strange, who's the incumbent, who was appointed. Yep. He failed. 
So the president was pissed off that he endorsed the wrong guy. The Senate. He, he even deleted all of his all of his tweets encouraging yes. people to vote for him. He went back through and they deleted. Really? I'm, I'm sure it wasn't actually Donald Trump, oh, but the White House right, staff sure. went through and deleted. No, it was probably the petty president. Um, <laughs> at 3 a.m. At 3 a.m. So, and then you look at what the Republican Senate looks like right now. You don't have, you know, the Freedom Caucus has got the, mm-hmm. there are enough Freedom Caucus members in the House, like 25 or 30 members that overrides the, the margin they have over the Democrats. Yeah. Yep. So they have to, they have to play to their left, their hard left and their hard right, even though the, some of the Freedom Caucus people aren't really the hard right. But for, mm-hmm. for the illustration here, we'll talk about it in that, in those terms where you, it's like trying to herd cats and they keep coming off on the fringes either way. Yeah. On the Senate side, you have a similar problem where you have – the Republicans have Susan Collins and they have Lisa Murkowski and they have John McCain and Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. that typically wander off you know, mm-hmm. towards the left side. Or, and then you've only got a three-vote ma- margin as it is. You've got like 52 mm-hmm. seats. Right. And now you're going to have – and then on the other side, you have Ted Cruz and you have Rand Paul and you have uh, your boy Ben from Nebraska mm-hmm. and you have Senator Lee. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you're probably going to have the senator from Alabama as well. So all of a sudden you've got 52 seats, but you really only have about 40 to 42 that are solid that, count on. that will listen or do what Mitch McConnell wants. Mm-hmm. Um, Congress is broken. They still don't find a way to have any regular order. You know, you look at uh, – you compare what they do in the Senate versus what you guys have to do at the council or either of the councils. You have to have three readings to do something. You look at the Indiana yeah. legislature, you introduce a bill, and it takes two months to pass. These guys, they just they just try to jam stuff through, and it doesn't yeah. work. Um, and I think to prove that they're doing work, but I think it's backfiring. Yeah. I think it's doing the opposite mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. because exactly of how right. they're doing it. So the problems are just going to be more and more deep. I, I'm interested in your opinions on it, but if uh, if Roy Moore gets elected, I think there's going to be a lot of issues where he'll be very fiscally conservative, and he'll be a stick in the mud, and he'll be – Probably good for the Senate in some of those areas, but there are other places where he's just going to be terrifying to me. I don't know if you know much about him, Aaron. I don't, you know. I, I read a little bit. And yeah. I mean, it, it was just everything that you just said. Yeah. And I know that he ran on the Make America Great Again campaign and aligns pretty well with that and even said, you know, he supports the president, even though the media kind of paints it that he didn't. As a Republican, you have to, don't you? It's exactly. in the rules. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're required to. <laughs> I uh, on, on this issue, I, I heard a little more about him today because honestly, I hadn't kept up with that and I hadn't seen right. this situation until um, just the other day. I heard he had won, and then I heard you or saw you talking about it. Yep. And so again, I heard more on it. Now, um, some of these negative things I haven't. I, I'm again, I'm not really up to speed on him. But the one thing that he did say, uh, there's a couple points that I think when I look at that whole big picture, um, like you were saying, there's going to be certain votes he'll probably vote very strongly on and and probably be very conservative and and hold that hard line. Basically, I would imagine he's going to be one of the most conservative members. Right. And on other issues, he may – it may may be a Twitter thing or he'll just speak some things. But when you're there – how much impact are you actually going to make um, and how much different – because when it comes down to votes, how much different is his votes going to be than, say, a Jeff Sessions? You see what I'm saying? In the big picture. Now, the one thing that he did say that I I liked uh, – again, we live in a world of sound bites, and, and I did like, but um, 
there was one uh, media outlet that was talking about how he doesn't believe in the Constitution, right? Or he doesn't, he's against the Constitution, doesn't believe something, something about the Bill of Rights, right? Well, and then he shows a clip of uh, this uh, Roy talking about that issue, and he says, our rights don't come from the Constitution. Our rights don't come from the Bill of Rights. Our rights come from Almighty God. Okay, now, they use that to say he was anti-constitutional. Well, the fact of the matter is, and I think everybody would agree with this, is when the founders founded, the Constitution and the government ensures rights. They don't give rights. Correct. Yeah, you have, because as a libertarian, we would believe that you have natural law. Exactly. Natural law provides your rights. So if if government gives rights— they can they, take yeah. rights. The the Constitution. See, this is what people get mixed up all the time. The Constitution and the Bill of Rights. People think that it is the that it is what the government gives us, and really, in reality, mm-hmm. it is what we give the government. Exactly. That this is the constitutional limitations of government. Exactly. And. Uh, Anything beyond that... That's is what your Tenth it, Amendment is about. Is All everything breach. else that's not explicitly exactly. given is, is it, reserved to the states and to the people. Right. And we have from our Creator certain... Exactly. Yeah. ...rights that cannot be infringed upon. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And so when a government chooses to infringe one of those? on those rights, <laughs> that... <laughs> as talking about circling back... Raises a good point, Aaron. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> well, I mean... But what but, kind of nicotine are you putting in your temple? Is the great, exactly the great Bob Newhart routine something about that, discovering well, tobacco. Something that keeps my brain at firing at all cylinders. That's well, and here's the thing about the Constitution, though, too. Though the Constitution is about states' right. It's it's about that individual right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So at the local level, I mean, this is where government really yeah. is rubber in the road. You know. So we. Right. Because, like we talked about before, we live in such a small community. We we go to Walmart with these people. Yeah, we we live with these people. We live among these people. So we're not out there trying to make rules and trying to pass taxes and trying right. to do this and that. To uh, I remember a tax to make increase friends. That Clay gave me. I'm pretty we're, sure I remember that. We're not doing it to make friends. <laughs> no, no. You, you know what make, I mean? We right. see the like if we see a legitimate. He grabbed my need. arm. I've never had him do that to me before. <laughs> like Jeremiah, <laughs> I love you. Leading. Well, and that's me. why I've never understood, you know, presidential elections are notoriously and historically where you get the greatest voter turnout. When I ran, the numbers were awful. Oh, sure. Um, sure. But, but it these impacts are the people, the people that are making your daily life yeah. decisions. Yeah. And granted, that federal level does the same thing, but not near to the extent that, you know, sure. local government does. Sure, exactly. I mean, and they've got a lot more influence on the local level. They can have conversations with you and me. They can't go to the White House or. Sure, exactly. I mean, could, and you do. And before we move on here, it, it, you do. You feel, and I heard you talking about it earlier, the decisions you make impact. And I think Dakota touched it too. Uh, the decisions you make impact the lives of every, yeah. you know, 20,000 people. Right. And we carry that. Right. I get that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's stressful. Yeah. But you know what? That's part of the job. But that's and what I don't hate it. For, right? exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I just hope, my whole point is, I hope that people feel like they're listened to and there's that right. discussion. That's right. what it's about. 
Well, we will end the uh, the philosophical portion of the show there and start to work into final thoughts. We did have a special uh, surprise poll that came up. I, at this point, we're 23 episodes into the Boss Hog Liberty podcast, so I'm pretty sure that all of our regular listeners have completely fallen in love with the city of Newcastle and want to move here. So, Welcome, uh, I welcome found, with open arms. Exactly. I found a home today. I, I like to look at Realtor.com in my, uh, in my small bit of downtime I get. Place at 729 Hawthorne Road. Went for up for sale yesterday, and I messaged it to uh, to the four. It's uh, Audrey and Sarah and Dakota and myself, our little group, and I said I might have to sell my house and buy this thing. It's perfect. Sarah comes back and it's not perfect, mm. so I'm probably not yeah. moving. Mm. Audrey mm. was supportive and thought it was fantastic, and Dakota thought it was a total gut job and everything was ugly and it should be oh my completely goodness. redone. Yep, I I. Okay, here's the, here's the thing. I watch Audrey and I both watch a lot of HGTV, which is where like a lot of the design for my house came, like the shiplap and the downstairs, and then in my uh, living room and my dining room. They both uh, my dining room has an entire wall, an accent wall of shiplap. It's very and, nice. Uh, so this house that we're talking about is nice. a is a early it's a it's a mid century modern, which is right. like the architectural style that I love. Bought and a, that I hate. It's fantastic. See, the flat I, roofs, the, the low slung wood. I've handling. always loved this house because it reminds me of Frank Lloyd Wright. Exactly. That's See, exactly I, right. Yeah. I like the let, the architectural style. I have a great appreciation for that. But you hate it's it. It's the design of mid century modern. It's right out of I Ferris hate. Bueller. I mean, it's have, like that is a beautiful picture. To have two walls full of windows, yeah, like, that's pure awesome. glass. That is beautiful. See, that is cool. But the look at the fireplace. look at the kitchen. Look at yeah. all the rooms. Look at the ceilings and the bathroom. Did you ever watch Mad Men? This is like this is this is like living in Mad Men. It's it's a little bit earlier, but it's close. Yeah, why would you want to live in Mad Men? It's the twenty first century. You can still live the you can still <laughs> live the lifestyle, but you cannot live the design. But would you rather buy a house that somebody made theirs? Or move into a house and make it your own. It's like original. You could make a few small oh, yeah, changes to this place. Oh, yeah, I made this place. on my own. That's right. fine. And I, I said that from the very beginning. This house has a ton of potential. I love the layout, and I love the size of it. Everything about it I love except for the – everything inside needs to be so cosmetic. I posted no, a little – Not cosmetic. A, a little poll for, the fa- <laughs> for my Facebook friends today on this, and it was – it turned into like the, the gray dress, blue dress debate of last year. In a few hours, it's been very polarizing, and I said, which one is it? Is it, is it you know, maybe you fix the kitchen, but it's moving ready and it's beautiful, or is it a total gut job? Because yep. we were polarized in our group. So Dakota has taken the time in the last yep. three or four hours. I've been, uh, and you've actually, been while the podcast, boxes. even while the podcast has been going on, so this is like in real time. So on, uh, on September the 28th at 8.34 p.m., Eastern time. Eastern time. Local time. Henry um, County time. Jeremiah gave two options. Is this house move-in ready and is absolutely perfect, or is it a gut job? And the people that voted that it was move-in ready, there were, uh, there were a total of 17 people. I mean, that's how many, like, uh, th- there were so many people commenting on right. this. I kept getting notifications. It was like one right after the other. And then... The people that voted that it was a total gut job were 5, 10, 15, 20, and 24. 
telling you what, if you have 17 people that think it's a beautiful house, it's going to sell quick. Yeah. It, if this, you want this place, I mean, I, this, I, we have nothing to do with realtor. I don't even have who has a realtor listing. And but it's going to go quick. This the street right outside is freshly paved. <laughs> we didn't mention that. <laughs> we didn't. No, but this house would be. You know, it's perfect. north of Q, but it's in a very nice part of north yeah. of Q. It would it would be perfect for a like a fixer upper show. It's to a do. fixer upper. It's moving ready, man. Dude, you're it's crazy. Beautiful. I just don't understand it. I don't see how you can look at it. It and is. Think that. It is vintage, man. It's perfect. It's cherry. It's not vintage. Vintage is like antiquey, and it's starting to come around again. This is just old and weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sad. Think make that eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. I didn't vote. It's yeah. the uh, it, we'll share it. We'll share it on the Boss Hog Liberty Facebook page. You can look for it there and, and find the link. And I guess it'll share my page or something. But it, it I don't know. It, hopefully, this thing sells. I want a commission. I don't know who the realtor is, but if this thing sells within the first week, I think maybe a small <laughs> donation to the Boss Hog Liberty Studio Project is reasonable. <laughs> I marketed the show this week. Did you to my dad's neighbor? And uh, he's a he's a younger gentleman. Uh, he just moved here. He's a real estate agent for Talk to Tucker. And uh, he came in, and um, he was talking to my dad and I. And um, I got to talking about oh he was he put down the exact same flooring that I put down in the studio. And I, we were talking about it, and I said, yeah, I put it in my studio at the house. And he was like, studio. Said, yeah, I run a, uh, I want, I run a really uh, large, very successful podcast <laughs> out of the spare bedroom of my house. It's no big deal, but we have like, like eighty million listeners, and like half the world listens to us. I'm surprised you haven't heard of me. Only banned in North Korea. Yeah, would you, uh, would you like for, for me to give you an autograph? It's on the house. <laughs> no, I didn't really say it, but I, I did tell him about the studio, and he said he was going to check us out. There you go. All right. Well, this is the point in the show where it's probably time for final thoughts. We'll work our way around uh, in counterclockwise fashion as normal. Clay, what uh, what do we got to pitch, man? Well, hey, there's one thing I want to say. I did have a uh, a friend on Facebook mentioned that uh, if we wanted to hit a thousand this time with this show, <laughs> that uh, you should have brought your guitar. <laughs> no, there's we, a guitar over that shoulder. We have over, your, a over your left shoulder. The there wall. is a guitar hanging in know. the studio. I have a. I it's also like have a. a uh, I also have an amp, a ukulele. And a mandolin. Total request live with Mr. Dickens. Yeah, wow. We don't yeah. need anything what do you want to hear? You got it. You got it. Take it. Now, if if we had all the updates done and you were recording this uh, on video, we yeah. could definitely get a little show with the uh, like smoking in the boys' room. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, yeah. You know, smoking whatever in the park. you got. Smoking yeah. in Wait a minute. The is, it, park? is it school? Don't strike a nerve. Yeah. Yeah. Strike yeah. a nerve. Smoking in the skate park. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> well, hey, um, this this week, this Saturday, this Saturday, actually, yep. uh, the big the celebrity gathering. justing, yes. the, the big celebrity judging event, the gathering in Louisville, Indiana, Victory Lane Camp is having their uh, chili cook-off, and guest celebrity judges are going to be there, Mr. Jeremiah Morrell and uh, Mr. Dakota Davis, along with, along with. Henry County Sheriff Rick McCorkle. All right. Oh, nice. So you three will be judging the chili. We are it. We're the only. You, there's a fan. There's a fan vote as well. You and there is a fan vote, but you are the three celebrity judges. You will be given a sheet of paper and you will be making your comments and rating each and every chili. So I'm so excited. You have no idea how much I love. It the is chili. going to be fun. It's a good time. It's a great cause. And uh, you can check out more at victorylanecamp.org. 
and there's plenty of information on there. And uh, final thought for the county is uh, we meet Monday and we have our budget session. We have to cut uh, over $700,000 from the 2018 proposed budget. So I'm sure Monday will be in a, a um, stressful for me. And uh, there will be a lot of talks and a lot of uh It's a good thing the barbershops close on Mondays. Yes, it is, right? <laughs> so anyways, so yeah. And then uh, later on in a few weeks, we'll give an update on how that went. So that's it for final thoughts. I appreciate Aaron being here. And uh, it's been really cool to uh, see him. I am still, you know, a rookie myself politically. But uh, after I won election and then Aaron ran uh, for city council, it's been fun to watch him on Facebook and to uh, – be in conversations with him uh, personally about the affairs of government and, and just politics in general and um, uh, how we can work together and kind of uh, cross party lines and, and truly be bipartisan and, and try partisan try part. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. You're right. I, I'm not used to this. You are correct. How we can be tripartisan in this day and age and uh, and work together to create a, a better community that we all live in. Yeah. So, Well, I appreciate that. And I can remember on election night, Clay came into Democratic headquarters and introduced himself. And I think we had yeah. know, had some interchanges on Facebook. But yeah. it's been really nice to have discussions with you for sure. And like you said, I mean, we're both players in affecting the community. Doesn't matter whether it's city or county. It's for the good of both. It impacts every – yeah. Well, very good. Final thoughts, Mr. Aaron Dickin. Final thoughts. This weekend is Newcastle's homecoming. I know that I'm odd man. Well, I don't know. Where'd you graduate from, Clay? Blue River. Blue River, yeah. So yes, I'm, Blue I'm, River I'm, Valley. I'm the homeschooled guy. I did spend a couple of years at Blue River, but I dropped out after the sixth grade, so it's not too permanent. So gotcha. we have homeschool, Newcastle, gotcha. Blue River, and Try High. There you go. So it's Newcastle's homecoming this weekend, so... Um, looking forward to a lot of fun activities and people Too bad coming 14th home. Street won't be open. You've got yeah. the most. Well, I don't even think they'll be able to cruise broad <laughs> like the old days. Yeah, either, so you've legit we'll got the most right. impressive football team Newcastle's had. Oh my in, god! Like oh, yeah. any of our lifetimes. Well, and Nia Williamson, the quarterback, I think is ranked number one in the state. Yeah, I mean, just unbelievable. Um, I think he's he's actually reaching some national uh, benchmarks. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, Luke in uh, Bumbleo, yeah, wide receiver, he's reaching Bumbleau. some national <laughs> benchmarks. We haven't gotten out to a game yet. Looking forward to that this weekend because the videos I've seen, I mean, just really athletic, really athletic people. I got it. Other than that, (laughs) our meeting is also Monday night. Um, And I've been trying to push. I know not everybody can make meetings, and that's why I do what I do on Facebook. Um, But really, local government, I think, works best when you're involved and you can get your voice out there. If you want to meet the the famous boss hog, Liberty Dale Cole, I'm sure that you will be at the meeting. Yeah, for sure. Or an area planning commission meeting. For All sure. kinds of meetings, ways to meet Dale Cole. You were smart to sit behind him. No, <laughs> Dale. I love Dale. Yeah, Dale's a good um, guy. But appreciate the invite here. Like I said, I mean, I know that we don't always see eye to eye on many things, including smoking in the park. But I, I just appreciate being able to come here, have discussion, because, you know, there are a lot of things that we do agree on, too. So. Very good. Well, we appreciate being here. How do folks follow you? Uh, Facebook, Twitter? Yeah, what, uh, I've got how f- do you want people contacting you? There's a lot of ways they'll try. <laughs> right, right. I've got a Facebook page that is, if you just go to facebook.com slash elect Aaron Dickin, um, that's probably the best way to contact me, and that's where I do a lot of my uh, marketing communication. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you for being with us. Yeah, thank you. Mr. Otokad Savad. 
I just want to thank uh, Aaron Dickin for coming out. I really enjoyed having him on the show. I really enjoyed talking to him and uh, just not contacting over Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, just want to say, uh, like I said, we we have five bumper stickers to sell. That's a there we go. It's a it's an easy way to uh, advertise your favorite podcast in East Central Indiana. Um, Indiana's number one tractor podcast. Yep, the number one tractor podcast in Indiana. No one else can say that. Nobody not, even tries. No one even, at, <laughs> not even we are libertarians can say that. It's just the boss of the liberty. No, but uh, we have a lot of fun making this podcast for everybody, and uh, it's it's become sort of a big deal for us, and um, I, I have a lot of fun. I put a lot of time into making the show notes and thinking about what we want to talk about, and... Uh, it would be, just want to encourage everybody to uh, like and share the Facebook page and uh, tell your friends about us and uh, let us know what you think in reviews and uh, tell us how we can uh, how we can get better and uh, what you would like to see changes on the podcast and you can follow me on Facebook just Dakota Davis it's just a picture of me and uh, my wonderful fiance Audrey Peavy and you can also follow me at a Tocad Savat on Twitter. All right, awesome. Uh, final thoughts from me. Uh, the president did come to town. Uh, had some fun with that. A very good friend of our family, the Moral family, uh, a guy named John Gannon, who uh, has a small business. I grew up with his uh, his oldest son, his oldest daughter. Uh, I live in Greenfield. He got a shout out from the president uh, at the state fairgrounds uh, for his tax plan, which is kind of cool. He wasn't as humble as Clay then. No, he he went, uh, but it was it was neat to see, and they they had this little back and forth thing. He builds fences, so the president yeah, was uh, was that. saying that he wanted him to build a fence around the White House for him, and they quoted fifty million. <laughs> and he tried to get John to build it for a million. Uh, so anyway, it was cool. It was a good moment for him, and uh, you know, obviously we don't agree with everything uh, that the president does, but when he comes to town, it's good for everybody. Um, unless you get stuck in traffic trying to come across Indianapolis, uh, like my brother did for the vice president last week. Um, but it's, uh, it's cool nonetheless. And it was a, a neat moment for, uh, for the Gannon family and the, uh, the Golden Eagles basketball family. So, um, that was a neat one. Uh, I personally want to make sure we thank all of our sponsors that have helped us out. Uh, Wyland's Flowers, Big Bounce of Newcastle, uh, Christy Avery, uh, Craig DaCosta, Sarah Potter, I'm um, going to miss some here, but I apologize. David Herring. David Herring, of course. Um, and then this week we got some new lights that were, uh, were sent in off the Amazon wish list. Yep. Uh, so as we start the video portion here in the next couple of weeks, um, Chris, uh, Lisa Crosby, Lisa Goldsberry Crosby has, uh, has provided us with a pair of, uh, of really, really nice studio lights so we won't be sitting here so dark. We're going to have to start wearing makeup clay and really working on our haircuts to yeah, make sure whenever, that we look, we look I, good. I used to do plays and stuff whenever I was in high school, and uh, that that's for real. You, yes. have to, you have to wear eyeliner. I have worn makeup a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we continue to just – the numbers have been phenomenal. Every episode is uh, – by the time we hit the one, the one-and-a-half-week mark, there everyone is at record at this point. Uh, it's truly great. We, we know that our guests are a big part of that and you guys using, using your platforms to share and driving it. And then people listen and they go, well, that was actually a pretty good way to spend an hour or two. Um, so closer to two this time. Yeah. It's the way, <laughs> sometimes the guests are just so good. You've got to run along. Yeah. It's, it's what happened. <laughs> well, I think I could probably speak for all the guests. I mean, this is a really unique platform and appreciate you guys putting it out there. Awesome. Well, very good. Um, follow me at Jeremiah Morrill on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Jeremiah Morrill. The most important thing is to like and share the podcast, uh, Boss Hogger Liberty. 
iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn Radio, and uh, of course we're syndicated on Indiana Talks. Last week they picked us up three times. We were on Friday night, Saturday at noon, and Sunday at noon on their all of their platforms. So big stuff. Uh, appreciate the listens, and we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com. <laughs>